All right. Hey, what happens in the break stays in the break, just like Vegas, I say. (laughs) We had some good ones, but we're going to transfer it on there. We have some great talkers here, and I'm going to go back to John Capobianco as we switch topics. Let's talk. We were talking about the troubles of our prime minister. Let's talk about Mayor John Tory and Premier Ford. Mayor Tory asking Premier Ford to hit the pause button. People like those reset buttons and they like those pause buttons. Was it the right thing to do? He's caught between a rock and a hard place here. John, what do you say? I think the mayor is caught in a rock and a hard place. I think that obviously he, um, um, uh, you know, as a mayor of Toronto, as, as somebody who's seen and has experienced the frustration of a 45-member council, uh, and as somebody uh, who I've uh, I've worked with the council and, and sort of been at certain council meetings, and I could tell you, Arlene, oh my God, uh, my goodness, some of the stuff that happens. It's crazy. There. It was my it's, first job here many, many years oh, ago. So, so there's no question. Any any viewer of of or people that are involved with city council know that that it's unwieldy, it's un- uncontrollable sometimes, and then reducing it could very well be the issue. So, I think John Tory has to be the one who says, "Look, it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't cut down the members from 45 to mm-hmm. to 27, uh, or from 45 to 47 to this. Time 47 to 25. 25. Yeah. Um, but you know, so he's got to have. You know, he's also in the campaign mode, so he's got to. He's got to have that kind of action to say to the premier. You know, let's take a let's take a pause. Let's have a referendum on this. But he's doing. He, he's he's doing it to the wrong person because Premier Ford is not backing down. He's not going to. This is something that he's done. The legislation has been put through, and uh, you're not going to see Premier Ford back down on this. I think this is something that he's believed in and always has believed in in years. All right, Michael. Considering what John just said, I mean, is is it a mistake? Is it going to make Tory look weak? Or you know, let's face it. Um, he can't totally agree with the premier. Can he take it? Well, I think that's exactly as John says. The mayor is sort of in a rock and a hard place here. Um, he has to take a position that says, and I think if you look at what the mayor is saying, it's he's not necessarily being adamantly opposed to the, the, the 25. What he's saying is it's a process issue. And I think you find a lot of people saying that there's a process issue. I talk to a lot of people who say things like, you know, yeah, you need to reduce council. 25 is more manageable. And, you know, speaking to John's pun as well, I've seen it as well. There are times when there are debates that go on I mean, literally for, for no reason. It's literally, it's just, it's excruciating. And so I can see that, you know, the argument is there. And I think the only issue is process. Having said that, constitutionally, the premier has the power to do this. The, he's not, he's made it very clear he's not going to hit a pause button on this. So this is going ahead. It's a matter of when and possibly a court injunction. Who knows? We don't know. We'll find out where that all ends up. But at the end of the day, this is going to happen. And, you know, I suppose from Premier Ford's uh, perspective, he looks at this and says, you know, it's early in the term. Get this out of the way. I don't want these guys sniping at me for four years. Let's just do it. Yeah, enough to say that he made a move. Is is that enough, Dave? I I think that uh, Ford should not be afraid of the people. He said, uh, you know, he's for the people, and the people could be consulted through a referendum. You know, I think back to amalgamation, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm a proud East Yorker for 29 (laughs) years. We had a referendum, and East York voted against amalgamation, as you may remember. Unfortunately, it wasn't a binding uh, uh, referendum. Uh, That's the problem with these things. But, you know, the the, uh, government seemed to be shifting more and more to this uh, kind of populist attitude. Uh, Mr. Ford, you know, buck a beer Mm -hmm. and and, uh, Mm -hmm. different things. 
And so, uh, by by all means, Tori should ask for this, and Mr. Ford should step up and say, "Great, I'm going to poll the people and uh, see if they want 25 counselors or if they want uh, more access to their politicians at the municipal level, which is the most important level of government." All right, tied into that, of course, as we talk about the power from the premier, there is something else the mayor of Toronto wants to do is this ban on handguns. We understand, you know, when violence happens, politicians have to be seen to doing things. The premier's reaction to that is to give money for police and guns and gangs, and the mayor wants to go ahead and the federal government take a look at this. Is this an example of Toronto looking like it doesn't have any power here? Well, it looks like Toronto, and it looks like the mayor's obviously taking this issue seriously, and, and obviously he needs to because it's a serious issue what happened in Danforth, but also just in general what's been happening in the city of Toronto over the course of the last little while with crime. And, it's not and, great. It's not great. And and we've talked about this in the show before mm-hmm. with various various geographics within Toronto have higher crime rates than others and, and how to deal with that. And and the issue with, with respect to banning all handguns is the same debate that we've had, that, that the U.S. have had as well. Whenever there's a shooting, uh, there's always a call for banning of handguns. Um, the challenge is, and I think where Premier Ford has landed on this, which is basically... I'd rather give money and actually try to fix the problem at the law and order side of it and try to get more people on the ground, more boots on the ground, get more more police out there, more powers and tools to the police to try to resolve this issue. Because at the end of the day, the people that have the guns Ill- illegally aren't the, aren't the issue here. So banning guns... Uh, doesn't necessarily solve the problem. And the other problem is, I mean, this is not new. And the other problem is, is you know, uh, what are people going to do? Uh, you know, in, in Oakville, they're going to have a gun and they're not. Like, come on, there's well, invisible borders here. But again, he's got to do something. Yes, and he's got to do something. So I think the, I think the, pre, the, the mayor saying that he's going to ban handguns, and I think is, is something that's falling, obviously, quite popular within council. Um, but I think Premier Ford, and it's interesting to see what Justin, the Prime Minister, says mm-hmm. about this, but Premier Ford's already basically said, look, I prepare to give money, and he put his, put his money where his mouth is by giving money to uh, to the police to try to resolve the issue at that level versus the banning of the gun solution. All right. What do you say, Michael? I, you know, as um, Mayor Tory been kind of jumped the gun, may I say, to, you know, he wanted to come up with solution, violence and tears and shooting on Danforth and guns and gangs. I, but th- these bans have been provoked promoted before and they didn't look like a good idea many years ago year of the gun summer of the gun well i I totally understand the position he's taking Uh, one of the concerns i have is you know i and i i don't own a gun myself but i know gun owners and to like to a t every single one of them is highly responsible you know they have safes and they've done all the things because we are our guns you know they, they are tightly regulated in our society if you own them legally one of the main concerns I think sort of emerged just in the last 24 hours where there was a, a major media report that shows that, you know, we've had this debate about 50% of the guns are are illegal, you mm-hmm. know, are, are legal guns in Canada that are stolen. Now we hear that, you know, they've sort of, this other media had sort of dived back into this and determined this is based on nothing. There's no statistical information to support this argument. Uh, you know, so the, you know, in Ottawa, I think, Toronto, Ottawa Police Department did their own. They showed it was like 70 to 80% of the of the handguns were illegal guns coming from the United States. So I think the issue here is there's a, there's a major concern about how many of these guns are actually legally owned guns in Canada that mm-hmm. were stolen because we floated this thing and as you know, this news outlet traced it back to a deputy commissioner of the RCMP who apparently said something 
at a, a convention somewhere and, then and it, it was goes. just adopted. So, but you know, your point's well taken. I mean, if, if you don't own guns in Toronto and you ban them, uh, you know, I, I don't see any borders at Vaughan, you know, so if you own one in Thornhill, you're just going to drive across the border with it if, if that's what you're planning Is to do. Is this a moment, Dave Sparrow, because sometimes in a political situation like this, there is a moment of no return where we finally have to realize what is causing this. And you know what's interesting, and I want to ask you, because you're speaking from a lefty point of view here, this is not, a, you know, a settled science between left and right, is it? No, and truthfully, we, you know, first off, I am up ahead on the left, but um, we... <laughs> Full disclosure. This, this is a, um, a, a very challenging subject because we, in essence, have to do everything to try to mitigate this uh, violence. You have to work with young people. You have to give them hope. You have to offer other choices to people in society. You have to continue to have the regulations we already have in place uh, regarding guns. And the fact is, it's very hard to get a uh, carry permit or a, a, gun, a handgun license um, or to own any gun in, in this city or this province or this country. And so as a, as a result, I think that uh, we need to be uh, smart about this. I, you know, I do say how uh, in terms of that, you know, guns don't kill people. Uh, people with guns kill people. And so you need to be, uh, you need to have responsible gun owners. You need to have uh, uh, rules in place, and then you need to help uh, people to make better choices. But uh, the vast majority of people I know do not have guns. I don't own a gun, and we're in a very yeah, crowded we got urban a lot society. Of them. We got a lot of them, and I, as I said, you know, before we go to break, years ago when I started at City Hall, and I, I, everyone was talking about U.S. guns, and here we are, and they're still coming into the city. We're going to talk more because we've got great talkers. I'm Arlene Bunnan, in for John Oakley.